0: From the creators that ripped off Elf on the Shelf and brought you Christmas Star on a cigar. Brings you more holiday festive fun with the all-new reindeer on a beer. That's right. Now you adults have something more to look forward to and consume as your regrets oh, sorry, as your regrets look for the ridiculous elf. Reindeer on a beer. Products not thoroughly tested. Elf Sagars, Pilgrimers, and Stout sold separately. Please drink responsibly. Welcome to a very special episode, the holiday episode of the Above Average Joe Show. And not only is it just a special holiday episode, but we have a holiday guest with us this week. And, well, actually, this couple of months, because it's been a while, we are on hiatus. So coming in for us, especially just for the holiday season, is one of my good friends, Rachel Jeanette. Rachel, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Joe. I'm doing great.
0: Awesome. And for people who may not know who you are, you have worked on a lot of projects. You've worked on Mockingjay and Goosebumps and Allegiant and 90 Minutes in Heaven, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, Nashville. You've worked on music videos. You've walked on runways doing modeling gigs. You're beyond the trifecta of talent. (laughs) (laughs) Like the pentacta or subtacta of talent because you've done so many things.
1: Well, thank you so much for that, Joe. Yeah, I, um, I feel like I just continue to add more to uh, what people say is impossible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you are proving them all wrong because everything has been possible being proven by you.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. I don't take no for an answer.
0: <laughs> and so... We've worked together on a couple of projects. First one that I'd love to talk about would be Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. I think, yeah, this is actually the project where we first met. Yes,
1: I remember that.
0: I remember the first time you came in because I was checking you in for your wardrobe for the cheerleader outfits. For those of you who don't know, she was a cheerleader in the movie, handpicked by Ang Lee himself. If you don't know who Ang Lee is, you should check him out on IMDb. He's done numerous projects, um, including The Incredible Hulk. He's worked on Brokeback Mountain. He's directed tons of different films that you've all heard of. Also, on top of that, when you came in, you brought your mom, which I thought was great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did bring my mom, and that was so cool because, you know, for um, some other films that I've done, the security on the set was so high that um they wouldn't even let my mom get on the golf cart with me. <laughs> and <laughs> for this one they were so welcoming and um casting really really liked my mom too, so that was awesome. She's one of my best friends, so for her to get to experience those moments with me were really exciting.
0: And in real life to throw onto that long list of talents that you have, previously you were a cheerleader. Which, how did that help you in getting into this role as a cheerleader for the film?
1: So I cheered at my high school, Lighthouse Christian, um, when I was younger, and I was a flyer, which is really fun because they throw you as high as they can, and you pray they catch you. Which <laughs> I only didn't get caught once. That only happened once, thank God.
0: Did you have a mat under you at least, or did you fall? I did fall not. On... Oh. I fell on concrete. Oh. <laughs>
1: But I lived, I lived to tell the story, (laughs) but it did, it did help me. The dance experience actually helped me more cheerleading and dance is a different ball game and having to try to be one of the best. Well, I consider Texas to have the best cheerleaders in the world Um, to try to get to that level as just an actor and someone who dances for fun and who cheered in high school. It was really difficult, but I have to give a shout out to one of my best friends, Sydney Durso, McArthur, because she worked so hard with me, even personally, and just reminded me every day I could do it. And I remember when they were making cuts for the dancers at the end of every day, I was like, I'm going to get cut. I'm going to get cut. They're going to cut me. I'm not going to make it. And just getting that final email from casting um, that Angley had personally chosen me was one of the best moments of my life. I just remember screaming and jumping up and down for like 10 minutes. And my parents were so excited as well because they, they saw how hard I worked and how many months I had trained to get that role.
0: And people may not realize it, but it's not just handpicking somebody that looks like a cheerleader for a role like this. You go through audition after audition after audition, and they're not easy auditions. It's not just, hey, show us a few kicks you guys are doing like full routine workouts. Right,
1: and I remember you being there, Joe, for the day that Aang had us on the field of the Georgia Dome um, and told us to step forward and step back. And he made choices of who he wanted to keep based on some very, very small, intricate details. But that's one thing that I loved about him as a director, and that's why he's won so many awards, because he literally paid attention to the length of our pom-pom. Oh, wow. (laughs) He he handpicked the length of the streamers on our pom-poms, which to me is just, with a film with so much detail and so many major actors, to care about something that small just shows how incredible and dedicated he was to that project.
0: And talking about the amazing actors... You got to meet Steve Martin, who was one of my comedy idols.
1: I did. I love Steve. It was so funny Um, working with him. He just kept telling me to put more clothes on (laughs) (laughs) because our outfits were really tiny and some of the sets were a little bit chilly because we did have to dance. So they were nice enough to crank the air low for us. Um, But (laughs) Steve was always like, put some clothes on, (laughs) put some clothes on.
0: (laughs) That sounds like him. He's so great.
1: He was really inspiring to work with, just seeing him my whole life and then getting to
0: spend so many days working alongside him was really an honor. And then another actor that you got to work with, Hayden Christensen, Mm -hmm. Darth Vader, (laughs) young Darth Vader. Darth Vader, yes. And you worked with him on 90 Minutes in Heaven.
1: I did. I got the call... I don't even think it was 24 hours before we had to shoot that last minute they needed a redheaded angel for this scene. And it was hearing I got to work with Hayden was a dream come true because he was growing up my all time celebrity crush (laughs) and he's the coolest guy if uh, any other actors are listening to this um, or makeup artists, crew, um, whatever you do, if you ever get the chance to meet Hayden and talk to him, he is one of the most down to earth, kind people I've ever met. And he, I just grew up obsessed with him. <laughs> I have <laughs> posters of him on my wall and getting to meet him in person. He's the only person I, I can say that I was, I actually couldn't talk when I met him. Um, words wouldn't come out of my mouth and a week prior to that I had worked with Robert De Niro and I held a conversation with him just fine but then I meet Hayden and I couldn't form words and he was so kind and he said don't worry it's okay (laughs) so I'm sure he's used to that happening um, it's the mustache.
0: The mustache threw you off.
1: <laughs> right. The mustache. And I actually got to be on set when he shaved it because that was the day that we wrapped. So I got the picture of him looking like his character. And then I got the picture with him looking like Hayden. And then um, a couple months later, I, I got to see him again on the red carpet, not the premiere. And um, he was, again, just the the nicest person. He remembered working with me and He's great. And he's actually doing um, production and I think directing for his own movies now.
0: Oh, wow. Congratulations Mm -hmm. to him. Kudos.
1: Yeah, super talented across the board.
0: And then, speaking of another Hayden, uh, you worked on the television show Nashville with Hayden. Oh, it stars Hayden Panettiere. I don't know if you were actually in scenes with her or not. Oh,
1: Nashville was so fun. It was really cool to get to play keys and sing. I got to play for Lennon's band, and she's exploded in music. I'm so happy for her. She's the sweetest girl. I got to play for her on the show, and there was a scene where she did a duet with Hayden, and I got to play keys and sing backup for that as well.
0: And her character is Maddie Conrad, for anybody that's listening that watches the show that may not know the actor's or actress's name. So it was Maddie's band you worked the keys for? Yes. And you also, more talents, (laughs) (laughs) you weren't just playing keyboard. You actually had to learn the songs and perform the songs. It wasn't just mimicking and miming everything.
1: Correct. And it was a really quick turnaround. I just remember sitting at my grand piano and just trying to bang out the parts real quick because as musicians know, sometimes you have keys that are easier and sometimes you don't. And Sometimes I'm a cheater and I'll hit the transpose button on my keyboard (laughs) if it's like an F-sharp or C-sharp minor or something like that. But um, this, they would do close-ups on my fingers. So I had to be playing the right chords and I had to learn it completely um, without sheet music by the time that we were ready to shoot the scene. And when you have a couple hundred extras, which Nashville had almost every day, Time is money and your performance is dependent on how long those people are gonna be there, on how much they're getting paid. Every every moment matters. I, I remember practicing night and day for that. And when we got on set, they actually decided to even change the song further than how we had <laughs> learned, <laughs> it, which is fine, but um it was challenging and it every experience pushes me to be a better actor and a better musician. So I'm I'm really thankful I got to work on it the time I did.
0: And Nashville is about country singers and country musicians and artists and stuff like that, which you are now living the television show. (laughs) Thank you. You have some singles out, Mm -hmm. some Christmas singles, which is why this is our holiday episode special, that are now available to listen to pretty much everywhere you go, just like Christmas music is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. I actually sat down with my producer, Steve Allen, and my manager, Matt Feltz, and Gateway Management. And we sat down and said, can we re- record this whole thing in two weeks? Um, which is recording, mastering, getting all the musicians in the studio, getting it done. And usually to produce a song of that level, it takes around three weeks just for one song. Yeah. And we wanted to do the whole thing in two weeks, <laughs> which, which we did. A lot of us, I would say all of us, didn't sleep. I think in those whole two weeks, we took one day off where we just kind of chilled and spent time with people we love. But my producer got it done in record time. I know my guitar player, Nikki, worked really hard as well. I just heard about other musicians that had stayed up all night trying to cut bass parts for one of the songs. And it was just an honor to come alongside really some incredible musicians and my producer, Steve, Steve Allen. And work really hard to make something that we thought people would love.
0: And And it it turned out great.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Well, releasing it, we didn't know how it would be received. So when we heard that it was being played in stores all over America and that it was already being synced on playlists across the U.S. two days after we had released it was
0: really surreal. And the three songs that you recorded are... I did Tender
1: Tennessee Christmas, Christmas Song, which I actually did as a tribute to my grandmother. That was one of her favorite Christmas songs and always has been one of mine as well. And then the third one I did is a spin-off. Um, It's a little bit different than the original Johnny Mathis, uh, We Need a Little
0: Christmas. And I like what you did with it. It sounds great. Thank but.
1: you. My producer had been sitting on that idea for a while. And when he presented it to me, I was like, I'm not 100% sure. We were toying with a couple different songs for that that third song. And then I, I heard his concept, and I was like, man, I love this. And <laughs> that's been one of people's favorites.
0: And honestly, that's actually my second favorite on the album. Because really? Tender Tennessee Christmas— That song, when Amy Grant put it out, has always been in like my top 10 Christmas song lists. I love and adore that song, and I have for like decades. So it's a special place for that song in my heart. Now there's like an extra special place in it for my heart.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Well, doing that so differently than the original was a challenge, but what's cool was that was one of the first songs I ever sung at my vocal recitals when I was like four and five years old. So it's kind of for me now being 27, it just makes everything come full circle.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you. And where can people find these if they want to download or listen to them on the internet?
1: So they should be on every streaming site, every site that you can purchase music. I know we're also working on getting my website relaunched, and that's racheljennett.com. Super easy, just my name. And you'll be able to buy the songs on there. But I would recommend iTunes. It's on Apple Play, Spotify, YouTube, YouTube Music. And then you can purchase it on Amazon as well if you don't have Amazon Music. Um, And it's on a couple different websites, Two, but pretty much anywhere you can buy music, you should be able to get those digital copies.
0: And for anybody that's also interested to see you in commercials, to see you on videos, you can check out racheljanet.com, and the videos are all there on one of the pages, to where you can just scroll through each one, work your way down, and get all the Rachel Janet that you want.
1: Uh, thank well, you. not that you want,
0: but it keeps you hungry for more. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope so. We've got some really <laughs> exciting dates and opportunities coming up this year that I'm not allowed to mention yet, but
0: I'm very excited. So is that a at a possible tour coming up?
1: Yes, there is. And I will be releasing a new record next year as
0: well. That is amazing. That's new information even for me. Wow.
1: Thank you. I'm very excited.
0: Is this going to be a country album then are you looking at? Or are you thinking more of a full Christmas album or kind of a mixture? Or can you give us any thoughts on that or is that kind of hush-hush still?
1: Yeah, so it'll be, um, my sound is kind of pop, country, jazz. And so it'll be along those lines. One thing that's important to me as an artist is, um, and I studied commercial voice, at my major at Trevecca Nazarene University, which is just a range of genres, I love to sing so many things. So as an artist, even though it's not necessarily the normal route to go and just do different things, I don't want to be locked into one genre. I want to explore that countryside of me and I want to explore the pop side of me and I want to explore the jazz side of me, which I tried to lean into on this Christmas album just a bit, even on those three songs, just to give listeners an idea of what they'll be hearing on my normal um, on my debut, on the normal record that we do that's not holiday
0: awesome so we have something to look forward to this is so exciting <laughs> yes I'm very
1: excited and we already have Christmas dates lined up for next year even so I'm very excited about 2020
0: and then on top of your website racheljanet.com, what other social medias can people check out to find you and maybe follow you or like you or show you some love
1: Instagram is the best way to communicate with me, I feel. Um, That's where I am able to respond the most. And I've been trying to do a lot of Q&As for people. Um, And what's been interesting is a a lot of my fan base is in the UK, which is really cool. But that's Instagram Live is a way for me to connect with them. So I've I've been enjoying doing Instagram. um, And I'm on Facebook book as well. I have a music page and a normal page. You're welcome to follow me on either Um, I try to get back to people as much as I possibly can and just love hearing the fan interactions and the friend interactions. I don't really even consider people fans. I just consider them people I don't know that well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're friends in the making.
1: (laughs) Yes, friends in the making because I I meet people even at Target now. Someone came up to me and they're like, oh, my gosh, I love your new album. And I had never met them. And I was like, do you want to hang out? (laughs) Do you want to be friends? Um, So I'm really loving getting the opportunity to meet more people that just appreciate um, the music I've done.
0: Well, thank you, Rachel, for hanging out today. This has been
1: wonderful, as always. Joe, thank you so much for having me. I'm just so thankful for your support and friendship over these past few years. And really looking back, I'm I'm very, very thankful for you.
0: You're welcome. But thank you all (laughs) for joining us. And we will see you probably in a few months with some brand new episodes of the above average Joe show. Thank you again to our special guest, Rachel Jeanette. Be sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitters, and look us up on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also check out another podcast. I co-host The Extra Unordinary and some other great media content by Moon Possum Productions at moonpossum.com. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry
1: Christmas.